This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everyone. It's your favorite podcast host here, Joe Redman, just letting you know that the TalkSport Fan Network is now proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Football on the Sports Social Podcast Network is brought to you by BetVictor. Don't like your odds? Enjoy daily bet boosts on your favourite sports and make your best bet now at betvictor.com. 18 plus, begambleaware.org. NFL Sunday Ticket is now on YouTube and YouTube TV, which means that you can stay close to your team even if you don't live in their town. Like, maybe you're a Raven who married a Seahawk who got a job in the land of the Falcons. With NFL Sunday Ticket, you can watch your team's out-of-market Sunday afternoon games no matter where you live because you shouldn't have to change teams even if you change towns. NFL Sunday Ticket, now on YouTube and YouTube TV. Go to youtube.com slash presale to get $50 off. Terms and embargoes apply. Offer ends 919. No refund. Subscription auto renews. We're going to build a train so big it can't be stopped. From the executive producers of Power. We got enemies eyeing us, cops clocking us. Comes the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Tommy Egan is the linchpin to bring down all of these gangs. Egan's too dangerous to be left alive. Power Book 4, Force. Game over. Premieres Friday, September 1st, only on Stars and the Stars app. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of the Turfcast podcast pre-game show with me, Joe Redmond, ahead of this weekend's game against Chelsea. Um, going to be a tough one, isn't it? Um, well, first and foremost, let's just say, um, unfortunately for you guys, it is just me this week. Um, for whatever reason, no Chelsea fan wanted to answer their direct messages on Twitter. Um, so if you are a Chelsea fan and you're listening to this or watching this, um, give us a shout because if we are in the Premier League next season then I'd like to be able to do a pre-game show with you. Um, so, yeah, it is just me. Um, but, you know, fucking, we don't need Chelsea fans, do we? You know, this is a Burnley podcast. We'll sit here and we'll talk about Burnley. So I'm going to do things a little bit differently just to make it flow a bit easier. Um, I'm going to talk about the Leicester game. Um, I'll go over that for a little bit and then I'll go into the Chelsea game. But, yeah, it is Chelsea this weekend. Chelsea um, are currently third in the Premier League off the top of my head. Um, again, I really should prepare these sort of things 
um, before I press the record button. But yes, of course, I've just double-checked it. They are third in the Premier League on 50 points. No chance of winning the league title. Um, they are currently 16 points behind Manchester City. And they are actually in a little bit of danger. Um, not too much danger, but a little bit of danger of perhaps falling out of the top four. I don't think they will. Chelsea are third, like I said, on 50 points. They have played two games less than Manchester United, who are in fourth on 47 points, uh, and two games less than West Ham also, who are fifth on 45 points. So they've got that bit of a cushion, really, to be fair. So you would suspect that they quite comfortably finish third uh, and finish uh, in those Champions League places. Um, But yeah, obviously, let's go over some things then. Um, I have already spoken about the Leicester game on the channel. Um, but of course, that was um, immediately afterwards when things were still quite emotional. Um, you know, um, the emotion was still, you know, evident, I think, in some of the things that I said. Um, so let's just go over it a little bit. Uh, yes, the performance was poor. Yes, we weren't good enough. And yes, we deserve to get beat. I think everything is, um, everyone, sorry, is in agreement with that. Um, the thing that annoys me a little bit is, um, just, um, just, just the way that we just played into their hands. I feel a little bit, you know, we we let them sort of like press us quite easily without really moving the ball very quickly. Of course, if you want to beat a high press, you've got to move the ball quickly, got to get it out from the back. Um, but we either moved it too slowly or just hoofed it upfield, and then we just became smothered. The ball came back at us every single time, uh, and then we were already knackered after playing what was it, um, sixty hours of football in the space of twelve, thirteen days, I think it was. Um, and we just played right into their hands because then they had Madison and Vardy to bring off uh, off the bench uh, into the starting eleven. And when you're already tired and chasing shadows for 70 minutes or 75 minutes, whatever stage you brought Vardy and Madison on, and when you bring someone with the pace of Vardy and you know someone who can create chances like Madison, then yeah, it's going to be tough. And I think we got exactly what we deserve. But it wasn't the end of the world. Um, it would have been nice to move out of the bottom three. It would have been nice to move up to 15th. It would have felt a lot different, I feel, um, heading into this game against Chelsea if we were sat there in 15th. But unfortunately, we are still down in 18th. Um, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll just quickly share the screen for those of you watching on YouTube. Of course, if you're listening to this on the podcast and you want to see more of a visual sort of thing, um, then you can do by uh, just going over to YouTube and watching the channels. Give us a subscribe while you're there. And then when these sort of shows come up, you'll be able to watch them as and when. And if you really want to, press the notify bell. I've realised recently there's a way to check how many people have you on notifications. And we currently have 77 people on notifications, which basically means every time we upload a video to YouTube, they get a notification through to their phone notifier. So if you are one of them 77 people, thank you very much for pressing that notification bell. And if you are not, please head over to YouTube and press that notification bell now. But yeah, as you can see, if you are watching on YouTube, as I said, on your screen now, we are still in 18th place on 21 points, two points above Watford, who are in 19th, and four points above Norwich now, who are in um, bottom uh, place in the Premier League. But of course, I'll just quickly... Yeah, I am looking at the right column. Um, Of course, it's looking up. That's what we want to be doing. We want to be looking up, looking at the teams that we can catch. Um, So currently, like I said, 18th on 21 points is Burnley. 17th on 22 points is Everton. 16th on 23 points is Leeds United. 15th on 24 points is Brentford. And then comes Newcastle on 25 points in 14th. And above that is Villa and Leicester on 30 points, respectively. We could have kind of dragged Leicester into a bit of a dogfight if we'd have got a win um, on Tuesday. I don't think they'd have been in any danger of actually going down, but 
they'd have been looking over the shoulders, put it that way. They'd have definitely been looking over the shoulders, but it wasn't to be. We would have been on 24 points and they'd have been on 27. So yeah, they would have been in it, let's be fair. Um, but yeah, like I said, I feel like we got what we deserved. Um, but it's not the end of the world. We still have, like I said, we've played 25 games. Brentford, they've played 27. We still have two games in hand on Brentford with only three points behind them and we've still got to go. We've still got to go to Brentford, the Brentford Community Stadium, is it called? We've still got to go. If you are going, I'll see you there. We've got tickets. Um, Johnny Tate, he's been on the show before, on the watch-alongs back in the day. Um, and he's been on a few other full-time shows recently as well. So if you are a regular viewer and listener, you will know Johnny Tate. Um, so if you see us, give us a shout. We'll be there. I'll probably be doing a vlog as well. Um, although I said I'd do a vlog for the Leicester game, and I couldn't be arsed, to be fair. But it's an away day, so it's going to be a different sort of vibe. Um, so yeah, I'll definitely probably will do a blog. 99.9% that I'll do a, a vlog from Brentford. And to be fair, they do quite well on the channel. So um, I probably should have done one for the Leicester game. But it, it, in the end, with the performance and the result, I'm kind of glad that I didn't, um, to be fair. So it is what it is. But um, yeah, we've, we're certainly still looking up. Um, yeah, I was disappointed after the Leicester game. I may have said some things. I, I can never remember, to be fair, what I say on the full-time show um, straight after the game. I may have said some things like, you know, we are still maybe going down i don't i don't know you know what i'm i'm 50 50 at the minute i really am after the the spurs win and the palace point i was leaning more towards getting out of it but i think it's fair to say it all depends on which burnley turns up for the rest of the season because if you look at the burnley in the first half of the season compared to the second half of the season apart from the leicester game there was such a contrast the first half of the season definitely going down the second half of the season more than likely staying up if anything, I was thinking that we could probably catch Newcastle and have a bit of battle for them, like who can finish 14th more than getting relegated before the Leicester game. But then the Leicester game was more like the first half of the season. Yes, as I've said, the lads played a lot of games uh, in a lot of uh, a short space of time, so we'll give them the benefit of the doubt for that. Um, but again, like, is it going to be a similar sort of thing this weekend? You know, we've only had four or five days off, um, and then we've got to play one of the best teams at the well. According to um, the FIFA competitions, they are the best team in the world. Um, obviously, they are not because they're not even the best team in the league this country, uh, in the league this season or even last season. Um, but uh, obviously, they've just won the FIFA World Cup. Um, so the FIFA World Club Cup, sorry. Um, so they are technically the best team in the world, but they also technically aren't. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a tough game. You know, they've got some very good players. Um, you know, we're going to have to be on top of our game. But... Those of you, again, who uh, watch the show and listen to the podcast regularly will know that, of course, I work in sort of like sports broadcasting. And it was my job at the weekend, sorry, not at the weekend, during the midweek to broadcast the Luton game, uh, Luton-Chelsea, um, to a few different countries. So I watched that with intent because obviously Burnley were playing Chelsea this weekend and they weren't all that. They were susceptible at the back. Uh, Luton exposed. They tried to play a high line um, and they got found out. I think Luton, Luton scored two. It finished 3-2 to Chelsea, didn't it? So Luton scored twice. One of them was from a set piece. Burnley had so much joy with set pieces against Spurs. Not so much against Leicester, admittedly, but so much joy with set pieces against Spurs. So if we can recreate that against Chelsea, then we might be able to get a goal or two. Um, and they also got they tried to play a high line for the second goal and it was exposed by, so I can't remember who he who was called, but um, a Luton forward uh, with a bit of pace. Um, we don't necessarily have that, to be fair. Um, but, you know, um, I suppose there's a couple of players 
um, that might fancy the chances. Um, and there, was a ch- there was a point when uh, Veghorst went through against Leicester and it was the first time we'd ever seen uh, whether or not he had pace. And I think it's fair to say that he didn't. He ended up even turning back um, because he knew he was going to get caught. So he turned back and then lost possession. Um, maybe Dwight and, and, and Lennon uh, might be able to expose a high line if they do play a high line against us. But the, th- the takeaway for me was they're um they, they look susceptible to set pieces um so if that is the case then i believe that we might be able to do that and hopefully score a goal from a couple of set pieces but they did look poor against luton for me so i am quietly confident that we'll get a goal quietly confident that we'll get a goal but i think it's it's one of them it's going to be very very difficult they are a very very good side um so i, I <laughs> I know it's hardly a groundbreaking sort of thing that I'm going to say, but I would rip your hand off for a draw. I really, really would. They're, they're a decent side of Chelsea. So, yeah, I'd definitely rip your hand off for a draw. Um, but, yeah, there's a lot of, obviously, action in the Premier League this weekend. Some games that we will be looking at and what I'm going to do, if you're watching on YouTube, I am, again, going to bring it onto your screen so you can see the fixtures in the Premier League this weekend, then I will read them out to you. We'll talk about them and you can sort of like agree, disagree uh, or whatever. But obviously the main one for me, if you're watching on YouTube, you can see it now. If you're not watching on YouTube and you want to get involved in all this, again, just head over to youtube.com and just search Turfcast. You'll find it. Um, but yeah, the main one for me is uh, Leeds and Leicester. Well, I thought it was at Leeds. According to this, it's at Leicester. Um, so it's Leicester, Leeds. Uh, Leicester, you've beaten us on Tuesday. Do us a favour uh, and beat Leeds. Um, so that one is going to be kicking off at 12.30 as well. So we will know the fate of that game by the time we take on Chelsea. We need Leeds to lose that one, let's be fair. Um, again, as we've already looked at the Premier League table before, I, even though Leeds are below Brentford, I still feel like Brentford are the team that we should be looking at to catch. I do feel like Leeds will be okay, mainly because they've got Phillips and Bamford to come back and um, who's it at the back? Liam Cooper. Um, so I do think they'll be all right, e- even even if they get rid of, uh, they have got rid of Bielsa, but even sort of like getting rid of Bielsa, he was being the best thing to happen to them since what, Don Rever. Um, I do still think that they will be just about okay, just because they've just got better players than us, let's be fair, you know, the, the spine is better, um, especially the midfield. I think it, our defence is better. Uh, I mean, said that, Vekos probably is, definitely is better than Bamford, but that midfield, Calvin Phillips in the middle, how much better would we look with Calvin Phillips in the middle? Um, but yeah, they've got they've got some big players to come back, their entire spine. So because of that, um, I think that they will be okay. So it's Leicester Leeds kicking off at 12.30. Then you've got Villa Southampton at 3 o'clock. That's not really relevant to us. Uh, of course, Burnley Chelsea also at 3 o'clock. Newcastle Brighton, I'm not overly worried about that with Newcastle anymore. They could win for me. I'm not bothered. Um, I would obviously prefer a Brighton win, um, but their form has dropped off a cliff, mainly thanks to uh, a 3-0 thrashing at home to the Clarets. Uh, but their form really has fallen off a cliff. So I would even, I'll even be putting Newcastle on my Super Six and my Akers, to be honest, because I think if you look at the form of the two sides, Newcastle are probably going to win that one. And then that would take Newcastle potentially, oh no, not potentially, because they've got five points left, but within touching distance of Villa and Leicester. And uh, not so long ago, Stephen Gerrard was the best thing since sliced bread, but they have also, their form's also fallen off a bit of a cliff. And you would think that they might get beat at home against Southampton this weekend. That's an interesting one. Um, because you know Southampton are doing well, they've just got through to the quarterfinals of the FA Cup, so that one will be interesting. But yeah, uh, oh Norwich Brentford, I did not realise them two played each other. Right, no, I take it back. Leeds Leicester isn't the big one. Norwich Brentford is because that's two teams down there with us. What do we want out of that one then? Um, uh, you know what? I'd take a Norwich win and I'd take a draw. I don't want Brentford to win it. 
Brentford, for me, they could not win again between now and the end of the season. And it's looking like that might be the case. Um, I'd be a little bit disappointed if Norwich won, um, but I would rather Norwich win than Brentford win. So obviously, we'd, I'm saying here, draw. Some clarets will say, no, no, let Norwich win. We're not bothered about Norwich anymore. We're only bothered about Brentford. Um, but for me, yeah, Norwich draw. Um, elsewhere in the Premier League, Wolves against Palace. That, irrelevant. I'm not asked about that. Liverpool, West Ham. Up the West Ham. Can't have Liverpool winning the league again. Uh, then we've got Watford Arsenal on Sunday. Man City, Man United. Um, I'm working on Sunday. I'll be able to watch it at work. Hopefully I'm doing that game. Probably not. It's a big game. They won't give me the big games. Um, and then on Monday, Tottenham Everton. Come on, you Spurs. Um, Everton, though. Let's talk about Everton. Um, don't really think... I, I, I don't know if uh, the Everton fan Owen still listens to the podcast. If you are listening, Owen, drop us a DM at this point. And now it's basically a test to see if Owen's still listening. Um, but I don't think they'll go down. But Owen, I still follow him on Twitter, and he is very worried, as you would be, as we are, um, about relegation, the threat of relegation for Everton, um, simply because he says all the signs are pointing towards relegation, but I think their home form will get them out of it. Their home form is decent. and There was unlucky against Man City at home. Obviously, if it wasn't for the ridiculous... Um, Referee and performance, they would have probably got a point out of that. Of, of course, you don't win, uh, you don't always score all your penalties. Um, but you know, it's it's what is it, nine penalties out of ten are scored, or you get 0.9 xg from a penalty. Um, so you would have expected them to score it as you do with most penalties. So they're unlucky there. And I think before that, who did they play at home before that? I can't remember, but they absolutely murdered them. Um, so I think their home form will get them out of it. I think again. They've just got better players. Um, obviously, they've got Donny van der Beek, um, Deli Alley, you know, and then obviously Richarlison, um, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. They've just got some good players. Um, and I think ultimately the quality will drag them away from the drop. So um, Everton, yeah, obviously I want them to get beat on Monday because Spurs are miles in front of us. But I won't be losing too much sleep if Everton win. Um, it's, it's if Brentford win. If Brentford leads, Brentford and Leeds get points and win games then that's where I'm going to start getting worried. Because let's face it, the chances of us getting three points against Chelsea are slim to none. Um, I know I've been criticised recently for being negative on the podcast, and I've just said that. However, last time out, I predicted a Burnley win, and we got beat. So I'm sure you're all probably excited to see me um, not overly confident ahead of this weekend. Um, but let's talk about Chelsea, because obviously I touched on them briefly, and, and their um, troubles against, um, who are they called, Luton. Um, but there's a lot of things going off the pitch um, at the minute for Chelsea. So who knows? That could be affecting them. Uh, of course, Roman Abramovich has been kind of not forced like, legally, but you know he's been put under pressure to sell Chelsea. He was put under pressure by an MP in, in Commons to sell Chelsea due to his links to Vladimir Putin. And we all know what's going on with Putin in Ukraine at the minute. So he has been kind of forced um, to sell the club. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on with Chelsea. So who knows? That really could help us out a little bit. Um, and it's uh, it's one of them things that could sort of like affect the players, affect them, their thinking uh, and things like that. So fingers crossed. But um, yeah, um, let's look at Chelsea. I think it's one of them where they've got things happening off the pitch. Um, they look susceptible or they did look susceptible um, against Luton uh, to conceding goals. I mean, it's one of them. Do you look too much into that? because it's an FA Cup game, or do you just concentrate on their league form? For me, I think you've got to look into it, because they play quite a strong side. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head how many changes they made, um, but it's um, it's it's just one of them. I, th I feel like you know they are susceptible 
to conceding goals uh, and we have a lot of things going on off the pitch. The players might not be 100% focused. I, I saw a, a bit of a meltdown in a, a Tuchel press conference recently um, before the game against Luton. I was being asked questions about the Bramrich thing and he just sort of like blew his top and said, look, you need to stop asking me these questions. I'm not a politician. Obviously, I've seen everything in the news. It's horrible. I'm, I'm sick of seeing these sort of tragic events happening, but we have to concentrate on the football. I'm here as a football manager, nothing else. So he's feeling the pressure in the sense of, not pressure that he's obviously going to get sacked, but the pressure in that a lot of these things are being spoken about and he's being asked about them. And if we play it like we did against Spurs, because let's be honest, we played very well against Spurs. All right, Chelsea are better than Spurs. Let's get that out there right now. But we will stand a chance. We will stand a chance. They were poor against Luton with set pieces. Luton scored a set piece. It was a near post header. I always do tend to be more back post. Um, but yeah, they, they've looked like we they, they can be exposed on set pieces. So fingers crossed we can exploit them on that. But it's time for my prediction. Let me know in the comments below what you think your prediction is. Uh, obviously, I've got nobody else to sort of ask their prediction. So if you could help me out by giving your predictions in the comments below, that would be fantastic. Um, but yeah, you'll be glad to know after predicting a win against Leicester, which wasn't a win, um, I'm going to go back to my roots and be a pessimist. I'm going... 2-1 Chelsea. I just think they're too good. You know, the third in the Premier League for a reason. You know, they are playing a relegation threatened side. They'll be looking at this and thinking, yeah, three points. So who knows? That, again, could work in our favour. They could be complacent. Um, it all depends on which Burnley turn up. If the same Burnley that turns up like they did against Leicester, where they're lethargic, because, you know, they've not had much of a rest, they might still be knackered. Um, then, you know, um, we could be in for a long afternoon. But if the same Burnley turns up um, that turned up against um, Tottenham, then we are going to be, you know, a, a, have a decent chance. Um, so fingers crossed we can we can play like we did against Tottenham. One thing I would say is that we need Sean Dyche to sort of go back to the team that he played um, against Tottenham. Obviously, I understand why he changed it up a bit uh, against Leicester um, because of, I've mentioned so many games in, in such a short space of time. But um, let's get back to Cork and Brown in the middle. Um, let's get back to Jay Rodriguez up top. I love Maxwell Corner, and I do feel silly sometimes criticising him like I did on the full-time show. Um, and I retweeted a couple of tweets where people were saying that he's just not been the same since AFCON. But he hasn't. He hasn't been the same since AFCON, whether it's a fitness thing, whether it's an injury. It's not really relevant. The fact is he hasn't been good enough. He hasn't shown the same levels that he did earlier in the season. Um, and you know what? I think it would work in our favour if we had Jay Rodriguez up top alongside Valt Horst. And then we had Lennon and McNeil, because you can't drop Lennon. He's been class. He's been the only player that's just been pretty much a consistent since he came into the side. If you had Lennon and McNeil on the wings and then Corky and Brown in the middle, I think that is a good front six that can expose teams and, and work hard against teams and really help out um, in creating chances. And then 20 minutes left, we're still in the game. It's 1-0 to Chelsea or 0-0 or 1-1. You bring Maxwell Corney on and then he can come off, uh, come off uh, the bench and, and hopefully run at some teams and cause some problems. Um, because let's face it, we don't have anybody else really to come off the bench and do that, do we? So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for a, a tight game. I'm hoping for, obviously, a Claret's point, Claret's win. Um, but it's going to be a tough one. Uh, one more thing um, I want to mention. Uh, well, two more things, actually. First of all, on Saturday, the day of the game, it is my little boy's fourth birthday. Happy birthday, Parker, uh, if you're watching this in a few years. Um, so that means it won't be a full-time show because uh, the party starts at half five. So it's going to be a case of, you know, the very quick turnaround. So I won't have a chance to 
sit down, do a match, a, a 45, 60 minute full time show, edit it, get it out as a podcast. So me and Sam have spoken very briefly about it. And the chances are it's going to be on Monday. It's going to be Monday around six o'clock. So keep your eyes peeled on our socials. We will put more information out about that as and when we have it. And secondly, secondly, I want to mention, of course, um, Radio One DJ, Jordan North, Burnley fan, is, of course, doing the, um, what's it called, um, rowing home. The, he's, he's raising money for Comet Relief. He's rowing home. He's rowing from London to Burnley. Um I, um, I've said that I, I, I think he's sort of like rowing to an area and then having a rest. Obviously, not doing it consistently like, through the night because that would be ridiculous. He's not a machine. Um, but yeah, he was at. I've actually. I'm going to be on level with you here, guys. I actually messed up quite a bit yesterday. I was contacted. This is not what I'm telling you. This is not what I'm talking about this for. But I was contacted by um, some of the PR people from the Duncan Hall Hotel because that's where Jordan was staying um, yesterday. Um, so they messaged me and they said, look, we've got Jordan North here. Um, he is going to land here around six o'clock. Um, and he is doing his rowing home for comic relief. Um, so if you want to come here, you know, you can meet him, you can interview him for your podcast. And I was like, yeah, yeah, buzzing. So I seen the message and obviously I know in my head that Jordan gets back in Burnley on Friday. So then I scanned all the message and I'm like, oh, buzzing, Jordan North can meet him and get him on the podcast. Um, so I was like, oh, well, he gets home on Friday. So I'm sure it'll be Friday when they're on about. I didn't read the message properly. He stayed at the Duncan Ulsh on Thursday night, and then he's doing the final journey of his leg from the Duncan Ulsh to Finsley Gate, um, I think somewhere like that, or probably a little bit further. Um, there's that new thing just at the top of Parliament Street in there. I think that's that's where he's doing it, actually. Um, so in my head, I was like, oh, it'll be Friday. So I says, yeah, yeah, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. Um, and I get some message on Thursday saying, like, when are you coming? And I said, oh, I'll uh, I'll get there around, you know, just in time for him arriving, still thinking they were talking about Friday. Um, and then I'll just sort of like need to speak to you about the way the interview will work, all that sort of thing. And they were like, oh, well, it's going to be here in five. And I'm like, what do they mean, five? So I checked the message back properly and I hadn't read it properly. It got there yesterday, so I completely missed the chance to, to interview him. So what I'm going to do instead, because I was going to obviously get him on the podcast and try and promote what he was doing, uh, so what I'm going to do instead is just talk about what he's doing and try and get people to to donate that way. The link will be in the description if you want to donate. Again, let me just quickly share the screen so you can see it on the um, stream if you watch it on YouTube. There you go. You can see it. Jordan North tells GMB's Kate Garraway he cannot wait to finish a Comic Relief 100-mile rowing challenge. So he's rowed 100 miles. Um, so that is pretty impressive. I'm buzzing with 1,000 metres on the rowing machine. Uh, when I go to the gym, so let's be fair. Um, but yeah, just to sort of like, I'm not really obviously highlighting the fact that he said he's knackered, I'm just sort of like highlighting the fact of what he's doing. Um, so yeah, he is obviously a huge Burley fan, and oh, this website winds me up, uh, constant, what they call pop-ups and stuff, so I'll tell you what, we'll come off that. Um, but yeah, just sort of like highlighting the fact of what he's doing, I'm sure most of you are aware of it, some of you might not be, you know, um, I don't know if you've been living under a rock if you weren't, but some of you might not be. But yeah, he is doing a comic relief thing, rowing from London to Burnley or 100 miles between London and Burnley and then they're arriving in Burnley. 
um, on the final day, which by the time most of you listen to this, he will have arrived. He will have finished. Um, but you can still donate. I will put the link in the comments below. I think it's something like comicrelief.co.uk forward slash Jordan North. Don't quote me on that. Just go to YouTube and look in the comments below. Or if you're watching on the podcast, just go on Jordan North's Twitter. It'll be on there as well. Uh, we've donated. Not a lot. Obviously, I can't really spare too much at this time of year. It's my little boy's birthday. Um, but, you know, every little help. So even if you've only got a fiver, you know, I think that would help loads. So, yeah, please do that. Um, but, yeah. I just thought I'd give that one a quick shout and tell you all about the embarrassing moment I had yesterday when I completely messed up um, and could have easily uh, had him on the podcast, but fucked it um, in typical Joe fashion. But thanks for watching. Apologies it was just me this week. Um, hopefully for the next game, there'll be an opposition fan on, but um, I'll, I'll get on that one earlier, I think, because I think I, I started in asking on Wednesday. You know, it's more than enough time for me. Uh, people know they messaged me the day before. I'm here, I'm not doing it. Um, so, yeah, we'll get on the, the opposition for the, for the next one. ASAP, but thanks for watching, and I will be doing a 60-second review after the match, because that takes 60 seconds. Uh, so I will be doing the 60-second review after the match, um, but I won't be doing a full-time show until Monday, uh, and there won't be a vlog uh, for the Chelsea game, but there will be one for the Brentford game. So keep your eyes peeled on the show, uh, on the channel for, for more shows, and yeah, definitely, if you haven't subscribed already, please do. If you haven't hit the notification bell yet, please do. But thanks for watching, and we'll see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates have already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hi. This is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win, and support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years, too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.